thank you, Father. You said that it's only if Jesus did not rise. It's only if Jesus could not rise. That's when our, our faith in you ah, could be termed useless. Father, we thank you because Jesus is alive. We thank you that the kingdom of hell could not hold him down. We thank you for the power that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, that we are alive today. Father, we thank you, Father, because we know that Christianity, the love of Christ, is not in vain. We thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Heavenly Father, King of glory, we thank you for another opportunity to come to your presence today. We thank you for the gift of life. Father, we want to say thank you that we are alive today. Father, we are in your presence today. We thank you, Father, Lord, for bringing us together another day to learn at your feet. Father, we are very grateful to you, Lord. For the, for the Since the beginning of this year, Father, you have told us that it's a new beginning. We thank you for the new beginnings that we have experiencing. We thank you, Father, that this month of October, as we are approaching the end of this year, Father, you will continue to do new things in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray as your word will come forth this morning, I pray, Father, give us the heart to receive your word. The word that will transform our lives. The one that will make us, Father, to be in right standing with you. Father, give us such word today. And I pray, Father, that you will speak through me. Every word that you have given me, Father, I ask for the grace to deliver today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. Take preeminence. Do that which only you can do. Let your name and only your name be praised today. Thank you, Jehovah God, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, perfected praise. God bless you. Good morning. Let's be seated. It's nice to be in the presence of God Almighty this morning. And um, it's another opportunity to be on this side of the sanctuary today. Praise the Lord. How are we enjoying the weather? Very refreshing. Okay. And I even thought the white stuff will come today. But they said no white stuff. No, we are not ready. They are saying no. Okay, no. But be ready. Praise the Lord. We thank God that we are in his presence. Yes, God is good to us. We have enjoyed the summer when we were eating barbecue. Okay, so we can't pray this one out. We can't pray it away. It will come, whether we like it or not. But God will give us the strength to handle it. And uh, as we are going through the cold weather, we are, we are putting it in our mind that summer is coming again. It's a cycle. Praise the Lord. So I thank God that I'm here. And uh, I've been given another opportunity to bring the word of God to us this morning. And I thank my pastors, our senior pastors in the house, Pastor Wale and Pastor Tokwe. 
I thank them because personally for me, those, for those that know me, I'm a shy person, whether you agree or not. Normally, I don't want to be seen. <laughs> but the way they brought me up is that, ha, you have to be seen. And I thank them for that. I remember the first time when they asked me to take the offering. I said, no, I can't do that. And how many people were they there? Maybe eight or nine people. Imagine coming all along from that situation and see, talking to thousands of people. You know, uh, they have really worked on me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And there was a time I went to attend a course, and in the class, we were supposed to do class presentation, okay? And there were about 40 people in the class. When we were preparing as a group, the group leader said, we should not worry that he was going to do it. But when he, he, he got to our turn, he, stepped, he said, no, he couldn't do it again. Ah, there are lots of people are there. I said, really? 40 people are lots of people? Give me the thing. And I did it. After the presentation, I said, how did you do it? You are so shy. I said, 40 people. Come, follow me to where I worship. And you know that 40 is nothing. It's just it's the service is about to start when we have 40 people. Praise the Lord. So we started going through our um, Believers Academy manual. And last week, we started with the new creation. The main text, the main memory verse for the new creation was taken from 2 Corinthians 5.17. As Christians, we must know that. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if a man is in Christ, is a new creature, old things must pass away. Behold, all things must become new. Praise the Lord. And I believe that we are all new creations because we have received Christ into our heart and we are walking in a, new, in a new way of life. And so shall it be for us in the name of Jesus. So we have started from the new creation. Today we are going to discuss the word of God. It's... Um, on page, it depends, and I hope you have bought your, your, um, your manuals. It was announced last week. Uh, though I have the old copy, the one they are selling is, the one they are giving out is, this has a different cover, but the content is still the same. The content is still the same. So I will encourage you, please get yours. And um, it's, it's for your good. Apart from going through this during this period, you will still have the copy in your house so you can always read it over and over again. It's a way of developing our spiritual man. And go, how much is it? $5. I know you are worth millions of dollars. God bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. So I will encourage us after this uh, service if you don't have one yet because that's, this is the manual we are going through for the next two months. Okay, so today we are going to focus on the word of God. It's on in my old uh, version, my old notes, it's on page five but it's the chapter three in the manual, chapter three, the word of God, the word of God. 
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your word. We thank you, Father, for writing down what you want us to do and what you don't expect us to do. As we go through this teaching this morning, Holy Spirit, let your word come alive in us in the mighty name of Jesus. You have said, Father, Lord, that we must know you. We pray, Father, that we will continue to know you better every day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. The word of God. And our main text is taken from Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. From the NKJV, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to according to all that is written in it, for then you will, ma you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Please, can we have it in NLT as well? That same um, verse. In NLT, it says, please listen to this. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to observe everything written in it. Only then you will prosper and succeed in all you do. Praise the Lord. That is it. We must meditate on it. We must study it. We must concentrate. And we must put our mind in it every day. It's not something we read today. Today is Sunday, right? And we put our Bible on the shelves until Sunday morning again. Ah, Junior, go get me my Bible. It's time to go to church. So you are telling Junior that this is how I do it. And when you grow up, Junior, this is how you do it too. Well, you don't open your Bible until when you're about to go to church on Sunday. It's not supposed to be so. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God is the foundation for a successful Christian life. That's what Joshua 1.8 is telling us. For us to be successful in life, we have to read and study the word of God. We are commanded to meditate in it day and night. Day and night. We should desire to know the word of God so that we might know more of God and grow to maturity. Acts 17.11. Acts 17.11. In NKJV, they were talk, the, the, the verse is talking about um, the Berean church. These were more fear-minded minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Can we have it in NLT as well? NLT version says, and the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scriptures day after day to see if Paul and Silas were teaching the truth. So they continue to search the scriptures day by day to see if those preachers were teaching. These were a set of people that were 
were raised in Judaism. But in, the, in their book, in their Torah, they knew that this were what Paul and Silas were teaching were all the things written by God to them, pointing to the fact that Jesus Christ will come. So after Jesus Christ had come and he has gone back to heaven, when Paul and Silas went for the second missionary journey and they were preaching to these people. And I would like to point out here that Thessalonica, that was first mentioned that they were not that given to reading the word of God, was about 50 miles away from, from Berea. And when Paul and Silas left Thessalonica, they were thrown out of that city because the people there, most of them were not ready to receive the word of God. And when Paul and Silas now got to Berea, they even followed them. They wanted to cause the same uproar that they did in Thessalonica. But these people were ready for the word of God. They were reading the Jewish traditional uh, by, um, book. And they knew that this message that Paul and Silas was preaching was according to the promises of God. So because of that, a lot of them were converted. They gave their lives to Christ. What we are saying in essence is that we must desire to read the word of God. It's not something that we keep until Sunday. Or it's not something that somebody can do for us. It must come from our inner mind from us that this is what I want to do. And I'll give you, you can say it's a joke, yes. But my father told me when Christianity first came to my hometown, and people will be asking, where is your hometown? My hometown is my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> it's a state capital, so it's not a village. So, and my father died 34 years ago at the age of 80. So you can do the addition. So he said when he was growing up and missionaries were coming. And in those days, they were so dedicated to Christianity. When Christianity first came, they told them that they must keep the Sabbath day holy. My father said his mother, who was my own grandmother, would not cook on Sundays. Anything they were going to eat, they would prepare on Saturday, so throughout Saturday, there were those people that will flow with this. Throughout Saturday, they are cooking because the missionaries have told them that they have to keep the Sabbath day holy, that you should not do any work. And that's what the Bible says anyway. So they will go to church on Sunday. When they came back, the missionaries have told them that they have to read their Bible. What I'm saying here is that we have to desire to read our Bibles. And most of them were illiterate. This was like 150 years ago, 170 years ago. Most of them were illiterate. So how will you tell an illiterate that after church, you have to read your Bible? So my father said his mother had a friend, very close friend, who was an illiterate too. So when this man, after lunch, wanted to read his Bible, he would turn it upside down. <laughs> and he would be reading so everybody could hear. And he's in Yoruba. And he'll be reading uh, uh, in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word, 
and the word was with God, and the word was God in Yoruba. But those people that knew this man knew he couldn't read. He was reciting the verses that he had heard from the, from the pastor. And because the pastor said they should read their Bibles, he had to follow the teaching. So, and the, my father said, as a young child, he would be wondering, ah, what came over this man when he went to church? So, and you know, children are very inquisitive. So one day, one of them went there and they saw Papa turning the Bible <laughs> upside down. But the fact remains that the man had the desire to read the Bible. Yes, it could be funny. I found it funny too. But that was what the word of God said, that you must read it day and night. So if the Baba got to church on, on Sunday next, uh, the following Sunday, and the pastor said, who oh, read the Bible? Baba will say, yes, I read the Bible. Didn't you read the Bible? <laughs> Baba did. So if an illiterate, let's bring it to our own life now. If an illiterate old man could create time, despite the fact that he knew that he could not read, and he would open the Bible, the Holy Spirit knew he was reading. So, brothers and sisters, please, let us create. I know everybody is busy. This is Canada. No driver, no house girl, no cook, no gardener. We are in need together. Yes. So, the most important thing for us is that we must create time to read not only reading, we must study the Bible. Praise the Lord. First Peter 2.2. 2. What does it say? First Peter 2.2. 2. Says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Babies don't eat solid food. It's after they have been taking the milk that they have started growing, that they can be introduced to solid food. So we treated the new birth, the new creation last week. New Christians must grow gradually. So talk less of those that have been born again 10, 15 years ago. You can't even quote two or three scriptures from the Bible. If you don't read it, you won't know it. Praise the Lord. The same Bible that uh, Pastor Wale is using, reading, is the same Bible you are reading at home. Praise the Lord. When Pastor Reverend Adegboye came here, the computer Bible, my husband said, are you sure that man is using the same Bible we are using? I said, yes, it's the same Bible. It's just that that man and most pastors, they create time. They are very busy. Their schedules are busy are tight. So I know your schedules are tight too. The only way by which God can talk to us is through his word. And I pray that God will give us the grace to create time to hang out with him in the name of Jesus. When we are talking about the Bible, the Bible is a book with 66 smaller books. 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. It has two parts, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It was written, writers were drawn for all, from all walks of life, farmers, fishermen, lawyers, uh, kings, military leaders, and secretaries. 
So during this service, we want to focus mainly on, to answer this question. Why study the Bible? What is in it? What do we benefit from studying the Bible? And I pray that God Almighty will speak through us, to us through his word in the mighty name of Jesus. Why do we study the Bible? Number one, it is the only source of complete revelation of God and his plan for man. That is the only way where we can have the revelation of God and his plan for us. John 5, 39a. John chapter 5, 39, the A part says, You search the scriptures. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. You can only, well, it's when you search the scriptures that you are convinced that you have eternal life. To know who God is, know him better, and recognize his voice, we have to read the Bible. How do you know somebody from the natural way, from, the, from a natural interaction with somebody that you have not met before? Because last week we treated the new creation. How do you get to know somebody? Number one, from the appearance. And most people, from the first um, uh, impression you have of someone, that is it. It will last. But, and something with God. By the time you hear from God, by reading his word, and by seeing his actions, what he does on earth, you will know that you know God very well. And not only that, we observe what God is doing. You see the creations around us. Anyone that says there is no God, like the Bible says, that person should be crazy. Praise the Lord. When you see everything around you, you will know that God really exists. So, because he has given us his word, he expects us to read the word of God. He expects us to know him better daily. You can't say because you have read the Bible through once and that is the end. No, you start afresh again and you go back to Genesis 1, chapter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 1, until you are able to go through the Bible. You read over and over and over again. What does John 17, 3 say? John 17, 3, still knowing about God, for God to reveal himself to us. And this eternal life, 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you. That they may know you. God wants us. Jesus Christ came so that we may know God more, that we may know who God is what he can do, what he has done in time past, and what he can do in the, great, in the nearest future. And as we read the word of God, God will, Almighty will continue to reveal himself to us in the mighty name of Jesus. In the Bible, when we see how God revealed himself in various forms by his names, like when he revealed himself to Moses, he revealed himself as the I am. So Moses got the revelation that God is the I am. Because when he was sent to, to Pharaoh, that he said, who should I say sent me? Even when I should get to my fellow Israelites, God said he should tell them that I am. There we got the revelation of God as the I am. God in another passage revealed himself as the Jehovah Rapha, the one that heals. So through 
reading the Bible, God will reveal to us who he is as the Jehovah Rapha, as the Jehovah Shalom. There was a passage that said God reveals the steps as the Ebenezer, meaning the one that is always there. It does not change. So it's when we read the Bible, it's the one that, is, that, that can fight battles, that the one that has never lost any battle. It's when we re re read the Bible, we study the word of God, that we have the revelation of God and who he is. Ephesians 1.17. <coughs> Ephesians 1.17 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. When we read our Bible and we ask the Holy Spirit to teach us, that is when we get the revelation of who God is. And I pray as from this moment on, as we read the Bible, that God Almighty will reveal himself to us in the mighty name of Jesus. The second point in our study, in our manual, under why study the Bible, is the word of God has the power to discipline us and grow us up in the faith. And we are going to read from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. We are reading the NKJV, then we read the NLT. And I'm going to tell you the reason why we are reading most of the time more than one uh, version of the Bible. When you read different uh, translations, you understand the word of God more. Praise the Lord. 2 Timothy 3.16 from NKJV says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17 says that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. This is what NKJV says. Because some people, when they get to verse 17, and it says the man of God, and they will say, ah, it's only for the pastors. No. If you read, when we go to the NLT, you will know that it's not only, we are all children of God. NLT says, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful, for, useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Agreed? It corrects us when we are wrong. Agreed? And teaches us to do what is right. We all agree? Verse 17. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. God uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work work. Praise the Lord. So, 2 Timothy 3.16 lists four profitable things that can be obtained through the study of the scripture. Four profitable things. The first one is for doctrine. What is a doctrine? Doctrine is the body of beliefs and principles and teachings foundational to the Christian faith. When we are talking about doctrine, it means what Christians believe through the word of God. And as we are going through this uh, Bible uh, Believers um, Academy Manual, there's a topic that we are going to see, no, though not today, 
on doctrines, what we believe as Christians, that we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So if you see any church, I would say church in quotation, that does not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that's not a church. We must know the doctrine of the Christian faith. Apart from knowing the doctrine, we must know the Bible passages that support such doctrines. In some cases, they will call them tenants, tenants of the faith. Meaning, as Christians, what, what do we believe? What do we um, read? What does the Bible teach us about the faith we are professing? Jesus Christ died, he rose, and he went to heaven. And we believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. Those are the doctrines. Because at times, people try to match their tradition with the Bible doctrine. Praise the Lord. It's when you read the Bible that you know that, ah, the Bible did not say this. If you don't read the Bible, something they have known as their tradition, they want to bring it into Christianity, and want, they want everybody to accept. But the word of God says that you will know the truth. If you don't search to know the truth, you won't know the truth and you won't be set free. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. So the word of God is written for us as a doctrine that this is what we believe in Christianity. This is what we practice. Praise the Lord. For reproof and correction. What is reproof? A reproof is a negative comment. Uh, a reprimand or a rebuke is to scold or correct unusual, unusually, and it has to be gentle. Praise the Lord. Whether it's a reproof, whether it's a correction, is to put us on the right path. And that is what the Bible does. When you read the Bible, you will know they are like the Ten Commandments. Do not say you are not supposed to do it. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not commit adultery. That is what is correcting us. So at times when we want to go out of that correction, the Holy Spirit, once you are reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit will tell you, you know you are not supposed to do it. And you will know you have to stop it. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. It's through reading the Bible that our mind is renewed. Romans 12.2 Romans 12.2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the Holy Spirit that wrote the, the author of the Bible himself that will give us the strength that our mind will be renewed when we read the Bible. And so shall it be for us in the mighty name of Jesus. The word of God is for instruction in righteousness. Instruction in righteousness. For example, a newborn babe or a, uh, a baby Christian would be excited. Ah, I've given my life to Jesus Christ. All my sins have been washed away. I'm now a new creation. Yes, agreed. But with that liberty, there are some things you are not supposed to do. We should not take the liberty for license. We can't say because Jesus Christ has promised us eternal life, then we continue to use our life, our body, the way we like. There are checks and balances in Christianity. And God will continue to speak to us. He will continue to teach us, instruct us in 
righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus. We must be diligent to study the word of God. We must be diligent to study. When we are talking about studying, it means you are sitting down. It's not the one you are listening to. It's good too when you are driving. You are studying means you are, you are sitting down, taking notes as if you are writing an exam. Praise the Lord. When you went to school and you were preparing for the exams, it's not that you just go to class, then you go to the exam hall. After the classes, you have to sit down, go over what the teacher had told you. And on a lighter mode, I want to ask this question. The lessons, the notes that we, we wrote last week, how many of us went back home? I'm not asking you to put up your hands. How many of us went back home to read the notes? Praise the Lord. God will help us. God will give us time to create time for him and his word in the mighty name of Jesus. He will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. Instruction in righteousness. Then avoiding sin. The word of God will help us to avoid sin. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119 verse 11. When we were praying this morning, we prayed with that verse. Psalm 119, verse 11. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. When we hide the word of God in your heart, like when we were growing up, uh, my mother would say, that thing that I've told you, uh, put it in your left hand uh, so that you won't eat with it, right? It was later I discovered that even if you put it on your left hand, when you wash your hands, you can easily lose it. But once we put the word of God in our heart, the word will, will transform us. It will teach us what to do and what we need to do at any particular time. It says, the, your, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So anytime we want to sin against God and we hear the word of God that is in our heart, the word of God will tell us that is not the way to go. Go this way. And we are praying this morning that God Almighty will give us the grace to hide his word in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. Also, the word, from the word of God, we find light. Psalm 119 verse 105. We use that when we are praying again. Light to our path. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And in literary terms, when we are considering the light, the lamp, the lamp is not as bright as the light. Okay? So when we have the word of God in, inside of us, we know that the light will shine on the path that we are going. Meaning we are not going in darkness. We are not fumbling around. God will tell us this is that the word of God says you will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it. That is the light of God shining. The word of God is not something that we go grab when there is an emergency. No, it's not after the car has crashed that you put on the light. Praise the Lord. The light of God must always shine so that we have we know the way to go. And I pray that as from this moment on that God Almighty will shine the light in his word in our hearts in the mighty name of Jesus. 
the word of God gives us wisdom, especially in Proverbs, that the writer of Proverbs, Solomon, wrote it right from the beginning, Proverbs 1, 1 and 2, that he has he's written that book so that we have wisdom. So when we read the word of God, God reveals the mind of Jesus Christ through the teaching of the Holy Spirit. The word of God give us, gives us faith. Romans 10, 17 says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So after we, we can read the word of God, we can hear the word of God to develop our faith. And when we read um, the Gospels, we see the faith exhibited by some people. You will know that we need faith to walk this Christian life. How can you say you knew that if you could touch somebody's clothes, that you'll be healed? It has never happened before. It's because she had the faith that even when the crowd were disturbing her, she was focused. So as children of God, we must know that with our faith, we can do anything. And faith is doing something crazy, believing something crazy. And we see examples in the Bible. If you don't read it, you won't find it. So, brethren, I will encourage us that we must read the word of God. And as we read his word, God Almighty will continue to reveal himself to us in the mighty name of Jesus. When we read the word of God, we see examples in the Bible. And the word of God is not written for entertainment. It's not written for amusement. It's not a, a scientific book, though it has science. It's not uh, a book of drama. So we have some people that were dramatic. Praise the Lord. But the word of God has been written to give us examples. Can we turn to 1 Corinthians 10, 11, please? 1 Corinthians 10, 11 says, Now all these things happen to them as examples. When the Israelites were in the, um, in the wilderness, and God would tell them, this is what I want you to do. And they would go the other way. Those such things were written for us so that we know that if God tells us this is what to do, and you don't do it, you have seen what is going to happen. So all the stories, all the examples given in the Bible it's not for us to develop us, to point us to the right way. And God will help us in the mighty name of Jesus. Ways of knowing the word. There are different ways by which we can know the word of God. By hearing, by reading, by studying, meditating, memorizing, and applying according to our manual. But for this first service, we want to focus on study, which we have been discussing since the beginning of this service. Studying the word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15. Can we have that in KJV, please? 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show yourself, thyself approved unto God. We must study to show ourselves approved. Approval meaning you do the right thing that will please God. Praise the Lord. If one is not pleasing God. There is no way that person will receive any blessing from him. So we must create time to study the word of God. Even Isaiah 
in the Old Testament, Isaiah 34, 16. Isaiah 34, 16 says, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Seek ye out from the book of the Lord and you read. We have no other choice. We have to read the word of God. We have to do according to the word of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Method of studying. There are so many methods. But I would like to encourage us that as children of God, we must read the Bible through at least once a year. Yes. At least once a year. When we were younger, you know, I told you about my Christian background. When we were younger, the only passage, the only book we used to read was the Psalms. I won't deceive you. And those people that are as young as I am, they will confirm that. And, and you know one funny thing? It's right in the middle. Anytime you want to read and you are not reading the Bible systematically, what you will open most of the time. So most people of my age, we know the Psalms very well. Even before you read it, we know it. But as children of God, the, all the books, 66 books, have been compiled for us to read. And you know one more thing. Don't look at me in a stranger. I wasn't a born-again Christian then. When we had babies, they would say, open your Bible. Um, ah. I wasn't the only one. You open the Psalm, Psalm 23, right? Yes. And we put it by the pillow of the baby. But when I got to Canada, they said no other thing must be in the crib. I said, ah, no, come to my people and you will see. You open the big Bible, which is very dangerous. You open the big Bible, you won't read it for the child to listen to. Huh? You to yourself, you are not reading it. But because they have said it worked. No, it's what you know in your heart that will work. So we are not opening the psalm and putting it beside our bed. No, you are just opening it. Let the word of God dwell richly in you, not on your bed, not beside your pillow. It, the word of God must dwell richly, not poorly, richly inside of you, meaning you must be strong in the word of God. It's only when you read the word of God that it will dwell richly in you, and that will be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. See, talking about method of study, I want to encourage us, we all have the um, new technologies. Download YouVersion. There is a Bible app called YouVersion. YouVersion is one word. Download it and follow the plan. You will read uh, the day's uh, verses, uh, short passage, three or four verses. It will discuss uh, the passage. And it, the, the app will encourage you to read about three chapters from the Bible every day. If you can read systematically those three or four chapters every day, you will read the Bible through in a year. But the question is this. Today is October 21. Don't say I will wait till January 1st. So the preacher said we should read it once a year. So let me wait. No, don't wait till January 1st. For your Bible plan, today is January 1st. So when you get home, please download your version on your app and continue to read 
every day. And I pray that as you read the word of God, God will reveal himself in a new way to you in the mighty name of Jesus. So in conclusion, why do we read the word of God? Why do we read our Bible? There's a blessing that comes with reading the Bible. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in them for that time is near. That time is near. It comes with blessings. Blessed is he who reads. Praise the Lord. As we read, every blessing, every blessing that is contained in the word of God shall be ours in the mighty name of Jesus. So, 2 Timothy 2.17, God uses to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. We must read our Bible so that God will prepare us and equip us to do every good work in the mighty name of Jesus.